Sit down. Yes, sir. I actually have to be close to another human being. How rude. Oh no, social distancing. <gasps> this is not six feet. Oh, you're already recording? <laughs> yes. So I have a good gauge for the audio. Oh yeah. And it will oh. be edited anyway. Hi Blake, yeah. you're so cute. Such a troublemaker, but so cute. Oh, oh no, God. not that cute. Not that cute. Get off right, of my lap. Silence! No! Okay. <laughs> that way I have that bit to select so I can edit it out. Okay. Background noise. Okay. So sh- should we actually start now? We should. Okay. It's fucking spooky time! Spooky season! Spooky season! Spooky season! Spooky season! Yay! It's spooky season! Yes! Officially. Well, even... Okay, so... Hello, everyone! Hi! I am one of your hosts, Ashley. And I am Jadaday. No, it's pronounced... Jihad. Just kidding. No. Jade. Hi. Jade. 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 I am Jade. Jade. I don't know how to just randomly pronounce my name. That's okay. Ashley. Ashley. Shley. Shley. That's what everyone calls me. Everyone calls me Shley. Shley. Anyways, welcome back to another episode. Because you Shley. Ashley. Sorry. Okay. Okay, sorry, I interrupted you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so welcome back to another episode of Nerds of the Night. What? I need my phone. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh. So today we're going to be getting into spooky season. Yes. Exciting. We have, oh my gosh, so much to cover for it. But I feel like. So many things. Was it the 23rd is the first day of um, fall? Probably. I should know this stuff. It doesn't matter when fall starts. Spooky season is already started. Yes. It hits September 1st, and as a September child, I declare that that means that it is immediately spooky season the moment it hits that day. Absolutely. No, I'm the lame one and has a summer birthday. I'm the only one in my family that actually has a summer birthday. Everyone else is winter. Aww. I'm just like, huh. Okay. Apparently I was supposed to be born around July 4th. Mm-hmm. But I came out early. Aww. According to my mom, I tried coming out the other way. Oh, no. What? <laughs> so I was going up. What? Instead of down. <laughs> well, that's concerning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so 
Yeah, so... And then... And apparently they also got a little... Quite a few weird looks from uh, people for this. But um, around the same time of, of course, the year I was born, the movie Independence Day came out. Mm-hmm. That was the first movie I ever saw, is Independence Day. That's funny. So now it is a tradition that around my birthday... And sometime between my birthday and 4th of July, my mom and I watch Independence Day, like, uh, every year. That's cool. She can quote the movie. <laughs> that's funny. It's me with Princess Bride. Princess Bride is such a good movie, though. It is. I love it. Just all of that. Yes. What? But, um, yeah, I mean... So we're getting into spooky season. There's a lot that we can cover. There's so much. Just anything and everything with the horror. And. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Well, I lost my moment. Oh, now he can't listen into us. Whoa. I can still hear you from upstairs. Oh, Are you okay. sure? Yeah. We'll get very close and just talk like that. Very Please softly. Don't do ASMR with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be ASMR. We'll um, just be close talking. It's not made for that. It's, for that. <laughs> it's just close talking. No. It's close talking. <laughs> no, <laughs> not a Halsey. No, I'm joking. I love her. Especially because she's the outdoor cat, so we really don't want to clip her nails, and that would not end well. Yeah. I. Oh. Wow. Hi. Hi. Super focused. Yes. Um. I remembered what I was gonna say. That yeah. I awkwardly transitioned from. I actually almost forgot that my birthday was coming up. Yes, like, it is. I was like, I was like, oh, it's September now. And I just kept moving on and I was like, okay, so now we're going on our vacation because mm-hmm. I just got back from that. And uh, we were going down there and then my grand, my granddad, he was like, he was like, so she's turning 19 soon. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> birthdays exist (laughs) i'm pretty sure just after you turn 18 you just forget about birthdays until you turn 21 yeah well no it's not even just that it was just i'm so busy 16 18 21 25 because that's when your car insurance drops and then never again oh and then it's every decade you know when you turn 30 and then 40 and then 21 and then 21 and then 21 yeah after after once you get to 30 you just keep turning 21 21 yes um what are you looking for oh okay still yes he he needs those yes now he really can't listen into us (laughs) you start making out in front of my microphone i'm gonna have problems no you won't Don't worry, I don't think there's much concern with yeah, that. Yeah, no, there's no concern. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I just, it wasn't necessarily that, I was just, I'm so busy with so many different things. Yeah. I just, like, it was because I'm planning, uh, my, my event's coming up in two and a half weeks, I have this to focus on, yes. I have, I'm assistant directing at our local theater um, mm-hmm. for Second Star classes. I, I'm trying to get into college. 
I have all these things piled on top of me right now, so it was just like, oh, I have a reason to actually stop for a second and do celebrating. Oh, that sounds like more work. (laughs) We need to just figure out, like, a spooky celebration for your birthday. It will be planned. It'll be spooky. Probably, like, ooh! What? I have sugar cookies and it was because of course um at walmart they always come out with those like halloween style like cookies you can make and everything yeah i got i believe it's the ones that and it comes with the cookie cutter it's shaped like skulls oh that's so cool so we could like make those and everything make spooky style drinks and just like have a horror movie marathon yes because i have i counted it up i have over a hundred horror movies oh wow nice yeah originally my dad was like you know we could take your horror movies and everything so you can get rid of the physical copies we'll just put put them on voodoo i'm just like i don't have the code for them he's just like we can buy them on voodoo i'm just like At the time, I'm just like, I have over 80 horror movies. You'd be spending a couple hundred bucks to get them on. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I find there's a a different kind of satisfaction in owning a hard copy. Yes. Um, You know, that being able to put it in to the CD, the DVD player, and, you know. Or for us, the Xbox. Yeah. Or whatever you're watching it on, just being able to put it in there, and then later on being able to pull it out and being like, (sighs) as you click it back into its case and close it and then put it away. Yes. (gasps) It's just like... (sighs) All of the movies. All the feelings. They even have... It's like, we could even do, like, a mix or whatever, because, of course, we have Disney Plus as well, and all of their Halloween movies. Yes. I like their, their Halloween movies are so, like, especially, like, their, um, more, like, Disney XD kind of movies. They're so Mm -hmm. cheesy, but they're cute, and I love them anyway. The one movie that I wish they would put on there, I haven't seen in so long, but it was one of my favorites. It was The Tower of Terror. Huh. It was the movie based off of, I don't know if they based the movie off of the ride, or the ride off of the movie yeah but it is actually because of course with the tower of terror it's like a hotel style and it's the dropping of an elevator yeah and that's what the movie is it revolves around that story and they don't have it on there i really wish they would put it on there because it was honestly a great movie yeah they have a few different ones there was one that i really liked i can never remember the name of it because i'm terrible at names Mm -hmm. but uh, it was this one, it was about, like, this circus that had come to town, mm. and this guy was turning kids into monsters and using them in his circus, mm. or a haunted house, or, you know, something along those same lines. Right. I think it was a circus that had a haunted house, that he was turning kids into monsters for his haunted house, and the circus was kind of a cover, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, um... I know, because I'm pretty sure Dove Cameron was in that one. And, um, you know, it. I mean, like I said, they're really cheesy Ooh. most of the time. But, 
like those ones are really cheesy, but I still love them. Or even rewatching the old Goosebump episodes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they were a lot cheesy than <laughs> I remembered, but it made me so happy when they end up coming out with the Fear Street trilogy because mm-hmm. I grew up reading Goosebumps to Fear Street and everything. I was a little skeptical about it because I'm such a big fan because I thought they were going to take, you know, one of the um, original stories and turn it into a movie. And that's not always the best, but what they actually did was it was original, it was an original story um, because the Fear Street novels a lot revolve around the curse of Fear Street mm-hmm. and the curse of um, the witch and everything, Sarah Fear. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the story um, revolved around was how the curse came to be. Hmm. So I'm just like, oh. And it was a three-part movies. Mm-hmm. And you could watch the movies back to back and not be confused because the next movie starts where the last one ended Mm -hmm. so and it was actually really good all of them were really good they just kept getting better as the movies went on yeah i horror movies in general spooky season movies and all of the like they're always just so fun i mean there are some of them that you watch and you're like oh my goodness i cannot believe i just watched that yeah but you know, even with those, there's just, it's just, there's some, there, it's just a little bit different than watching oh, all the, like, pretty much any other genre. There's always just that tinge of excitement to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't completely understand with, like, why we watch the horror movies. Like, we know a lot of them are just cliches. They're mm-hmm. a lot of the same, but we see... Uh, the different stories that they do. Like, the latest horror movie that came out, Malignant, Mm -hmm. um, it, of course, has mixed reviews on it. Always. Yeah. And I watched it, and sure, it wasn't the best. The acting was mediocre. But the storyline was different than anything else we had seen. So, it was just different. So, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. I think the one good thing is that it was different, mm-hmm. which was good for a change. Um, I think I stopped watching horror movies in the hopes of it actually scaring me. Mm-hmm. Because, sure horror video games can easily get to me because those storylines are different and you don't know what's going to happen. With horror movies, a lot of things are just the same. Yeah. So I stopped expecting to get scared with horror movies. Mm -hmm. I I prefer paranormal horror movies Mm -hmm. simply because when it comes to more quote-unquote, because you guys can't see my air quotes here, uh, realistic movies, like horror movies, I'm not a big fan. Like, 
there's there's that gray area like with the saw movies i'm not a huge fan of those ones but i can stomach them yeah but like there's that one that's coming out with a second one now that i watched the first one didn't really like i think it's called don't breathe oh yeah i did not like that not because it wasn't well made or it didn't have good twists and turns you know, it was a good movie. It was well made. I just, I don't like ones that can be more Editor real. Chris jumping in here to dictate the difference between a horror movie and a thriller. Oh, that's fair. Because Saw movies are a thriller. Yes, don't they are. Don't breathe is a thriller. They yeah. are? I feel yeah, like you're the not slasher really, movies are Because you're not really more. terrified yeah. while watching them. Okay. It's more of like anticipation of what's coming next. Which I feel like uh, that's a horror movie the makes you movies. afraid to go to sleep at night. Oh, okay, that's fair. Which not many do that anymore. No. They're supposed to make make you afraid to go to sleep at night. Okay. Yeah. I suppose they're I see what you mean. To. So but that's yeah, why I feel like things thriller... like Paranormal Activity, Malignant, um, paranormal horror movies are very commonly actually horror movies because yeah. they actually make you terrified of what's out there or what could be out there. Like The Ring. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. a movie country. like Don't Breathe, Saw, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they're not really horror movies. They're called thrillers. Because yeah. yeah. That they, makes more like sense. It's like a subgenre of horror. Yeah. I came down here for a spooky science fact. Thank you. Yes, thank we, you. We actually appreciate that. That was not the spooky I... science fact. Oh, it wasn't? Oh, okay. No, that was a film fact. Oh, okay. The spooky science fact. There is no way for you to tell outside of what is inside your head that anything around you actually exists or that it actually is around you. Because everything is an experience, and that is called the hard problem of consciousness. Whoa. Spooky science fact! <laughs> <laughs> so we are not real. Yeah, no. The clothes we are wearing are not real. Whoa! Oh my gosh! Back, back into the nude community here. Yes, back into it. <laughs> It'll just be an everlasting joke for us. Yes. Because nothing is real. Yeah. But no, it's like thriller is sort of just like a subgenre of I horror. I suppose I could see that. I guess I never really put that together. This is just me being an airhead. That that'll, ha- <laughs> that'll happen a lot. Just so you guys know, I Don't... think it's just something that we all forget. Yeah, when watching it. Well, like okay, so then if we're talking about horror movies that actually made it hard for me to go to sleep, there was one. I think it's called Mirrors. Mm. And so you have so you've seen it. It I haven't seen it, but I know of it. Yeah, and it. Oh, that one. I Okay, so I don't have any mirrors in my room, but I do have this clock directly across from me on my wall because mm-hmm. I have a loft bed. And so it's like I stare at it like as I go to sleep. And I never really thought about it before until this until I watched that movie. And then I just noticed going to bed that night that I could see my reflection oh, no. in that clock. <coughs> And it's I was yeah, I was sitting there, and I'm like, I have the sudden urge to go over there, take the clock down, and paste it down onto a piece of newspaper or something. Cause oh, I was very, I was very uncomfortable, and it made me very, made it very hard for me to go to bed. But I knew that I couldn't take it down, cause it was so hard to get up there in the first place. That my yeah. mother would kill me in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, it's like now I have to put it back up. Yeah. And that one, for weeks, I would just sit there and I'd just be like, if I was awake, it wasn't such a big deal. Yeah. But if I was trying to fall asleep, 
it was just really hard for me because I hate sleeping because it's it makes it to where you're more vulnerable. Yeah. And if something is near you, you can't see it. And even if you could, the moment that you open your eyes, it's gone. Yeah. So I just like you never know. Yeah, you you never know. Why does that sentence sound familiar? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll never know. You'll never know. Anyway. Josh, you'll never know. You'll never, never know. know. <laughs> uh funny part is is he'll probably never listen to this recording and it's fun yeah he might maybe might. like it's like five years from now he finally listens to it and it's like oh that's what they were talking about yeah. like yeah but no um i think the one movie um well actually there were a few just because of the creepy vibes from it um so the movie that initially got me into horror movies was the woman in black Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh it freaked me out the first time i saw it i'm just like "Eh, no but it got me into the horror movie because i liked this is just weird to say, but I like the feeling that it gave me while watching it and getting scared mm-hmm. and everything. I think that's why people think we're psychopaths. Yeah. As we enjoy watching horror movies and at this point, not many really phase us anymore. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, it was definitely an... It's a bit of a messed up movie when you really think about it. Just the whole town is cursed and everything, especially when it comes to the kids. And that's the premises of the movie, is that if you see her, even for a split second, the thing that is absolutely going to happen is in some horrific way, a child dies. Oh, She makes the kids do it. Yeah, and it's like, that is messed up, but it is creepy because it's that, it has a few jump scares, but it just also has that feeling of where is she, what's going to happen, and it's just like a natural, original ghost story that takes place, um in a small town in london in a marsh the where the house is it's in a marsh and like after certain times you cannot leave that marsh because of the tide so you're just stuck there with her um but and it takes place uh before world war Two, mm-hmm. i believe but so it's just like an old-timey ghost story but it is it still creeps me out the just the vibes it gives off of it mm-hmm. the other one was the sinister movie yeah that one oh my gosh because the legend of it and it wasn't based off of an actual legend or um an actual boogeyman to say 
But then there's that whole thing of, you know, if you think it so many times and you believe it so many times, it becomes true. Yeah. What if that happened with certain horror movies? Yeah. And the creatures and everything from it. So many people start believing that it's true, that somehow it becomes true. And some of those things I do not want in this world. No. no. I know of a lot of, di- like, okay, so I'm a really huge creepypasta fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we're on the topic of horror. I might as well bring it up now. Um, and there's sometimes, because I'm on a lot of Facebook pages, there are a lot of people who they'll post and they'll be like, oh, this person is real. And I'm not going to be that person to tear them down because, you know, sometimes that can do more damage, at least over social media. If you're talking to a person about that, easing them into, well, maybe it's not, is the best route to go because usually if you just straight up know you're crazy, then they're going to go crazy thinking that they're crazy, you know, and that's, that's not, anyway, but, um, I see so many people like, that believe in these things on Facebook and on these other social media platforms. And then if you take that into account, plus the amount of people that actually, like, don't post about it, but they believe in it, mm-hmm. that would be terrifying if it just yeah. came to life. And I'm sitting there like, I mean, I love the stories, and I have come to love some of the characters. yeah. But I would not want to be at the pointy end of Jeff's blade. No thanks. No. <laughs> I refuse. No. And, or, you know, I mean, I say Jeff simply because he's the most popularly yeah. known. But, well. My you, name Jeff. Yeah, my name Jeff. <laughs> um, you've got Jeff and Slenderman and yeah. Laughing Jack. Those three alone, just one of those alone actually being real mm-hmm. would be scary as all heck and that's not even getting into the more paranormal ones i mean slenderman's actually pretty paranormal but yeah i mean well and laughing jack so never mind but um (laughs) but i'm saying that's not even getting into like the more ghosty ones and demon ones and they're all they're all so freaky and if you believe that all of them exist and all of a sudden all of them do exist that would be terrifying i would just be like i'm gonna go uh, hide in a bunker somewhere and pray to all that is good that i do not get found (laughs) i just hope we don't jinx ourselves with this you know a podcast that's being listened to across the world by different people that more than likely will begin more popular as it goes on. And then suddenly all of this stuff just starts popping up <laughs> because of something we said on one of the podcasts. Ew. Like, no, sorry, we didn't mean to bring <laughs> Slender Man into the world. Yeah. We didn't mean to make Bagul real. We didn't mean to do that. <laughs> oh, we didn't mean to cause the apocalypse, but you know. Oh, we're already in an apocalypse. Not yeah. a very good one, but you yeah. know. Um, yeah, I. Oh, it's just, it's terrifying. You know, some of the mm-hmm. things that 
could come into fruition if that was a real thing. Oh, oh no, thanks. I mean, some of it, I'd be sitting there like, oh, oh, I, I know you. I know you. I want to hug you. I really should not hug you because I know what that would cause. But I want to hug you. Yes, yeah, like, <sighs> like but just like yeah. it, yeah. it, it'd be utter chaos and everything in our already utterly chaotic world and everything but to have those things if they were actually real i think that's the scarier part is not the actual movies because it's like we watch the movies and we're not entirely scared but the more fearful thing is what if that was real yeah that's always the question that is that's what that's what causes you to stay up at night is that feeling of what if that was here you know yeah it's like we can watch it on the screen all day long and barely even flinch but if that was in our life right now we would probably not survive. A lot of us would want to think that we can survive. Yeah. Like, I want to think that I can survive and everything, and I won't be one of those typical stupid person in a horror movie or a thriller movie. But when fear comes into play, you don't always think of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, or excitement even, because like yeah. I was saying with the whole, I want to hug you, but I know yes. I really shouldn't. It would be like, the way that I would probably die is I would see one of my favorite creepypasta characters, or even one of my favorite horror movie characters. I would be like, oh my gosh, you're so cool, can I get a hug? And they'd be like, stab, and I'd be like, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what a wonderful death. <laughs> what a wonderful death. Oh, as they're like... Man, I shouldn't have killed them. They could have been my lackey. You know? yeah. um, it's like, we could have done more damage with them because yeah. they will mentor every will. Yeah. But, nah. Yeah. Their, bud, their blood looks pretty instead. Yeah, it's a nice little ruby color. Yes. <laughs> we are not psychopaths, we swear. <clears throat> We're high functioning sociopaths. Get their facts straight. <laughs> Shh! Can't tell them that. They already don't know we're new. They don't need to know this. Yeah. <laughs> but onwards to our. Sorry, I left my Coke over here, so I'm just grabbing it. My my Coca Cola, not my my Coke. My Coke. Yeah, I'm I... adding worse things. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> we're an addict to horror and and everything out of all of our episodes we've only so far we've only had one where we did not have coke yeah where we didn't have sodas of some sort i feel like that's just our our thing now to just go along with episodes is we need our soda and everything because i still don't know why i'm holding you are, yeah, I, I noticed you pick that up, and I was very confused. She's holding a very large kosher, kosher pickle jar. Like, this thing is the size of a small baby, and I'm sitting here going, why are you hugging a kosher jar? I don't know why I picked it up, I just did. Oh, 
Okay, well, now this is where we fill it with fake eyeballs and set it out on your porch to scare your neighbor. <laughs> yes, that's what we need. Maybe a little baby head in it, too. Okay, maybe that's a little far. That is far, because in general, I hate dolls, mm-hmm. especially vintage dolls. Oh. They fr- dolls oh. and mannequins, oh. oh my gosh. Oh, that- I think that's why I hated the... Well, I loved but hated the Layers of Fear game. Yeah. The games. Um, I, yeah. The first one involved a lot of dolls. Like, there was one scene that was so bad, it actually made me cry because of how creepy it was. They just go into a nursery, and then all of a sudden, these dolls are flying across the room, and it gets more trippy and everything. And mm-hmm. you're just like spinning around the creepy music boxes playing and you just have all of these dolls and doll heads flying around i'm just like make it stop yeah i i oh i have several like there was this one um movie it was more of a it was another one of those kind of disney movies but this was one of the very few of them that even though it was cringy it still freaked me out because it was about, so this girl, she was an absolute brat, and mm-hmm. for her birthday, she demanded that she had a doll that looked like her, mm-hmm. and they got one. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and it slowly but surely, became re- her. it became her, and it replaced her and turned her into a doll, and the Never only, re- the only reason that she was, uh, that they were able to fix it is because they missed one detail she had a birthmark on her neck mm-hmm. and her brother noticed that she no longer had the birthmark quote unquote she no longer had the birthmark but that her doll suddenly did and um then he figured out how to uh fix it but he had to go into like this doll factory mm. part and then he found out that tough like, one of the dolls had, the, the doll that they ended up with had, like, a weird curse on it and all this stuff. And then, uh, like, at the end of the movie, they tried to do one of those, they made it seem like they were going to do a cliffhanger where, oh, they threw out the doll, but the doll ended up, you know, falling out onto the street. But then a vehicle came and ran it over, and I was like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was I that. And then... Uh, there was another one with dolls. I'm trying to think I had. Yes, Nancy. I'll hold you. I'm so sorry. I want to be oh. a part of the podcast. You're part of the, you're, you're part of the podcast. You're our spooky cat. Yeah, you're our spooky cat. Yeah. Um, oh, what was it? There was another one, another story with dolls that I had that, like, freaked me out. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember if it was a... It wasn't a game. And it wasn't a movie. I don't know. I can't remember remember it. I'll I'll remember it later, I'm sure. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, going back to dolls. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we should keep moving. But, yeah, dolls are just creepy. Like, I just... I don't... I'm not a huge fan of them because... They just, they're just, like, um, this isn't the one that I was thinking of, but there was an episode of Supernatural Mm. where, like, the dolls, uh, they, 
they went to this house and it had like this whole room full filled with nothing but dolls and i'm staying there and i'm like no just no. no i mean i'll use it i have like this whole idea for a haunted house where i want to have this toy room and i want to have life-sized like barbie doll containers mm-hmm. you know how they have the holes where you can like push a button to make them say something sometimes you know for certain dolls mm-hmm. uh, i want to have a few of the boxes have those and the dolls will be standing the dolls quote unquote here because it's haunted house will be standing there perfectly still until um, they get the people walking in get to a certain point. And at the other end of the toy room, a car is going to move, go across the end, which is going to make them kind of stop and be like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, the dolls are all going to start coming to life, like banging on the, on the plastic Yay. and like screaming, let me out. And through... Also. The butt, the push hole, um, like, a few of them will, like, reach out and be trying to grab at people, although, you know, they can't reach. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I just, I'll use it in, like, to scare other people because you like that. <laughs> but I don't like it. <laughs> I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, okay, I'll see you in the next room because I'm not going through this one. It's like, I ain't touching this one. Yeah. No. Because no. doll possession is like one of, the, like, Annabelle. Oh. Or, yeah. Or, oh, so, so many creepy dolls i just or like animatronics too like five nights at freddy's i want to play it but i just i can't i can't at first i thought five nights at freddy's wasn't like i didn't understand the whole thing behind it of you know what made it creepy and then i was watched the videos from the game theorist Mm -hmm. on youtube and he had this whole theory and talked about the entire story behind all of the five nights at freddy's to understand the whole story you have to of course play the games play the mini games and read the books Mm -hmm. but oh my gosh it's such a messed up story i'm just like now I understand and then I actually played the game and I'm just like oh my gosh no yeah uh so just yeah this those kinds of things freaky no mm-hmm. like I mean yeah I I love horror I love scary stuff dolls and stuff like that they just they freak me out sometimes. I mean, there's sometimes where it's not such a big thing. But, like, I saw this one picture where someone had taken, they were like, if you really want to scare people for Halloween, someone had taken baby dolls and just lined their fence with them. No. And they were all staring out, and somebody had else, they had taken, uh, like, black Sharpie or something and blacked out all the eyes. No. Oh. <laughs> that reminds me what I was going to talk about. So there's this anime I like to watch. It's called Another. Oh, yeah. And the in this anime, there's this one girl who has a glass eye because her mom makes dolls. Yeah. And she... 
uh, her whole thing is that, so dolls, because they don't have souls, when you're around too many of them, it will drain your energy because they're trying to steal your soul. And, I don't like them. and she, um, she has this glass eye. And so she can see death on people no. because she has a glass doll eye. And it's like, oh. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, I can see death on a lot of, like, this, this, oh, no. I see dead people. I see, I see dead people. I see ghosts. I see the things that hate you the most. Um, but... Yeah, no, she, it was, oh, I mean, I love the show. Yeah. But I'm saying that, and I'm sitting there looking at some of these dolls, and I'm like, they're beautifully made. They are. But. I want to drop take them. Yeah, but I, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I, I simultaneously want to look more and, and being pulled into them, and am also sitting there going, I should probably leave. Mm-hmm. I should not be around these things. Yeah, no, because, you know. I mean, that gets into, like, the whole superstitious stuff, but, you know, I can't say that I'm not a little superstitious. I don't think there's a single person in this world that isn't at least a tiny bit superstitious. About something. one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but... An extra long rant for us. Oh, yeah, it was. Because, I mean, that's something... Because horror is just something that we're both really passionate about mm-hmm. so horror scary things spooky thrillers seasons, thrill- seasons. thrillers yes so and these episodes are probably going to be a little bit longer on top of you know our normal usual rants and stuff i mean maybe from the ranch the rants not the ranch yeah <laughs> from the ranch you my uh need some ranch with that yeah <laughs> need some ranch with it yeah. we're on our ranch yeah and <laughs> our nerd ranch yes we are on our nerd ranch that's what we are yeah <laughs> nerds of the ranch maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll hear something that you didn't completely know before or maybe you'll hear something it's like oh yeah i feel the same way or Oh, I feel a little different. It's like, you know, whatever comments you may have and everything. Of course, always feel free to ask us. But on top of our rants and everything, we will both be talking about subjects because we feel like there is a lot in the horror and thriller genre Mm -hmm. and everything that we want to cover more in the time that we have throughout these next few episodes and everything and because of course eventually we will get back to it but maybe a little while and whatnot but we kind of just want to cover more things along with it um but the thing one of the things we have today it's one of the big things surrounding um the horror movie genre the thrillers and everything specifically centered around a lot of the slasher movies is the idea no no bubbles no 
something else with bubbles. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just had the ah. Uh. <laughs> Can you bring me another Dr. Pepper? <laughs> I came down here for dishes. Yes, can you dishes. bring me another Dr. Pepper? By dishes, you mean torture. Yes, we are being tortured with bubbles in our episode. That's probably going to be like an hour and a half long. Here's your ASM portion of the evening. Clink! Clink, clink. ASMR, you're in a crowded dishwashing place. That actually sounds accurate. Okay. Um, so yeah. Man, I was just talking to Mason about this the other day. No insulting me with bubbles or dishwasher. Just dish. dish Don't dish, insult uh, me with the dish, dishwasher. <laughs> with dish water. Because he was like, he was getting ready to sprinkle on my, like, spritz water on my face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't you do it. And he was like, he was like. But why? And I was like, you know, I would murder you on this spot. And then here comes Chris, bubbles on both sides of the cheek, and I'm sitting yeah, here going, right. oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right, continuing yes. on. So one of the big things, and people usually remember this, they may not always remember the movie, but they remember a lot of these characters with it. It is the trope surrounding the idea of the final girl in a horror-slash-thriller movie. Um, Pretty much the uh, idea of the the final girl. The final girl is, of course, the final girl. She's the one that survives all of the killings in the movie and all of that she lasts through the end even if her friends don't so a little information about the final girl so long before the term was coined by carol clover in 1992 the final girl was a well-established trope the lone female survivor still standing at the end of the slasher movie from the photo final girl Jess in 1974's Black Christmas to the apotheosis. I didn't say that right, but whatever. To what? Where's the word? Apotheosis. Apotheosis? Apotheosis? Something. Something like that. <laughs> of Halloween's Laurie Strode in. 1978 on through to scream sydney prescott in 1976 the final girl changes very little you actually notice that with Mm -hmm. a lot of the final girls like sure they look this a little different they may act a little different but a lot of things are usually the same typically white sexually unavailable um averse to Delicate behavior, and mm-hmm. this is key, masculinized in some way by clothing, nickname, or appearance. The final mm-hmm. girl survives the killer's rampage because of her supposed moral superiority and uncorrupted purity. Uncorrupted purity. I'm the pure 
best of them all, so I'm going to live and you're all going to die. <laughs> because I don't do drugs, I don't have sex, you're gonna die. Mm -hmm. When Russ Craven Scream ushered the slasher into a phase of heightened self-awareness, it explicitly laid out the genre's um, puritanically simple rules. Have sex, you die. Take drugs, you die. It's no surprise that these rules were codified in the 80s when the golden age of slashers rubbed awkwardly against a whispered social um, conservatism. <laughs> yeah. Conservatism. I can't yeah. read today. Con conserv yeah, conservatism. Yes. Yeah. You're saying it. Right. I can't read. I think I think you're saying it right. I, I can't either. It's okay. They use big words to make us sound dumb and themselves sound smart. It's okay. Yeah. You could even I argue that the final girl was a Trojan horse for conservative principles, packaging a guide to being a good girl inside stories almost entirely at teenagers. Um does paternal and Paternalistic strategy does um, permit some feminism to sneak in. As Clover herself pointed out, filmgoers begin with a focus on the killer but end up identifying with the final girl. Unfortunately, it's a process that resets with each movie. Not really. Well, sort of. The audience roots for and comes to identify with the woman, but it's the killer we remember. Jason in his hockey mask, Freddy, and his dagger glove, Candyman, and his hook. These have each been woven into pop culture fabric, whereas the various finer girls remain faceless and forgettable. Yep. That's honestly fairly true. Yeah. Like, unless uh, you really watch the movies a lot, you really don't remember the final girl. You remember the kills mm -hmm. in the movie. Like, um, gosh. Johnny Depp's death in Nightmare on Elm Street. I oh, actually yeah. watched, um, the documentary that they came out with Wes Craven, like, not long after he died. Mm -hmm. um, and it told us, like, the secret of, like, how that was filmed. And it was one scene where they could really only do one take, so they had to get it done perfect. Mm -hmm. And the way they did it is it was actually a rotating room. Oh, wow. And all of the blood poured out. And if you notice, at one point, the blood seems to, like, shift one way and start sliding across <laughs> in the movie. And that's because in the middle of it, the room starts rotating back. <laughs> but they kept it that way because it was one of those where you could really only do one take of <laughs> it with how it was built and how much went into it. Yeah. Um, so... Slashers have tried to correct this imbalance even further, rounding the final girl's character. Um, so, by giving her nostalgic weight, or by making the final girl cliche itself part of the fun. Mm -hmm. However, the greatest innovations in this traditionally cinematic narrative are taking 
place away from the screen in fiction. Novels allow or even deep demand deeper characterization. Over enough pages, complicity creeps in, and the absurdity of these reductive feminine ideals is exposed. Sometimes that absurdity is itself is a trope to be mined. After all, a meta approach is just a common in fiction as film. But a pair of novels released this summer moved the conversation along, um, suturing together the irony of post-screen slashers with an earnest and moving consideration of how the slasher narrative and its final girl can work in a culture newly awakened to the reality of male violence and mm -hmm. female trauma. Mm -hmm. So the ones that... The books that they were talking about yeah. with it. What? Yeah. Yes, Halsey? Do you want to be a part of the podcast? Come here. No, you're going to be a part of it. You wanted it. Say hi. Sort no. of. <laughs> um, so the, the ones that they were talking about, um, it's... What is it? Uh, my heart is a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a book pretty much... I want to read it, as well as the other book, a part of it. Um, it's pretty much... Coke burps. No, I was sneezing, actually. I was trying ah. to not sneeze in your face. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to move this way. No way. No way. Anyways, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, um, My Heart is a Chainsaw is pretty much about a woman who falls in love with a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. I really can't wait. And, Just kidding. <laughs> um, it's incredibly self-respective, full of ironically deployed tropes and cliches, and stuff with references to movies that even committed horror buffs may not have seen. Yeah. It's not a symptom, it's a love, love affair. Hmm. hmm. The other one is the Final Girl Support Group. Yeah. Um, which, of course, is a support group that has um, the Final Girls from different movies. And yeah. they get together, talk about their experience, what they're going through. Mm. And then the Final Girls are being taken out one by one oh, and they no. have to try and um survive it again in a way like i feel like so movies that i feel like went a little away from the cliche um tropes of what is seen as a final girl there's of course the movie you're next mm -hmm. which um this family gets together and um on just a little vacation i think it might have been their parents anniversary and they bring their you know significant others with them and the family start gets attacked at the home what they didn't realize is that one of the girls there has extreme survival skills mm -hmm. and to 
takes out the killers. Oh, wow. <laughs> in extreme ways because she was raised, her father raised her that way. He raised her to not be the, the finally final girl you're used to, but the final girl as in killing off all of the psychopaths and therefore turning herself into a psychopath. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, the, so it's like, because, yeah, when you see the, you, you think of the final girl, it's like they're mainly just, you know, running away. They don't always take action. Yeah. Like, sometimes they do, but not to extreme measures like they did in this. Mm -hmm. And then there's also um, one of my newly favorites. It's Grace from the movie Ready or Not. Yeah. Where... This this girl marries into this rich family, mm -hmm. and um, to really be initiated in the family, they have to play a game. Oh no! On the night of um, the wedding, and it's randomly picked. They put all of these cards in a box, and the box pulls a card of what game they are going to play. Out of all of the games that are in there, one is just a little more extreme than the others. You know, of there's course. a simple one. But then there's hide and seek. Oh, no. Where she has to hide and not be found until day. While the others end up hunting her and their goal is to kill her before dawn. Sort of in a ritualistic um, sacrifice. Oh, wow. Which is how they became rich mm -hmm. and everything. So she has to pretty much just kick in in survival instincts, which she really didn't know a whole lot about to begin with, but she just has to find ways to survive mm -hmm. the night. And if she survives until dawn... Then she wins. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... So, yeah, she is just doing everything to survive. It's a bit of a comedy as well. And it has an extreme twist ending to it that I didn't even see coming. But when I saw it, I'm just like... <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Waha! That's you're cool. That's no. no! No! But, yes, that is the... Pretty much the trope of the whole final girl. The which, final girl. Like, again, you don't know the faces, but you do know that it's one of the things in horror movies is there is usually a final girl. Yeah, there are a lot of movies that have, you know, the last, last person standing is usually a girl. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they never really... Talk about why she yeah. survived. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, I lived. Because of the purity. Purity in my heart. Plus she's usually the main character anyways. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, there was one I just watched with Mason. I don't remember the name. I feel like it's relatively new. Uh, once again, this is me being bad at names. But, um... So, basically, it's about, it, it's a bunch of people on a Zoom call, mm. and it's a bunch of kids on it, and um, 
they all took part in tearing this one girl down right before she killed herself. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, whole movie, you know, all these people are dying and, you know, all the, all of the kids are freaking out because they just, they're suddenly dying and they're not sure what's going on. And this person who is on their Zoom call that they never even invited is all, you know, taunting them and getting them to play along with them. And then they realize that it's the ghost of the girl that killed herself. And there is like a few versions, yeah, of that movie. But yeah, yeah. and everybody, everybody except for the final girl at the end, died. And they made you think that she was gonna have to live with her shame of what she had done. Yeah, and then she closes her computer. And I'm going to leave that up, not that spoiler, you know, to your imagination. Does Does she she live? Does she die? But it was, um, it was rather interesting what happened after. And, uh, I just, I really liked how they changed it up a little bit. There's a few other ones, like, um... One where the final girl ended up becoming the girl who, like, cursed her life in the first place. It's called... Have you ever seen Friend Request? Yeah. That movie, where Mm -hmm. she kind of, at the end, became the person who destroyed her life in the first place. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Sorry, took a breath in at the wrong moment. Um, But... uh, yeah, it was, um, it was, that one was a good movie, too. It made me check, like, every single time someone sent me a friend request, I always, like, checked. I was like, okay, this person seems good. <laughs> do I know you? Yeah, do I actually know you? Although I've been getting a lot of random ones again. Same. Getting a bunch of them. A bunch of people I don't know. But then they, like, they know a bunch of my friends. And on top of that, they live, like, in the area. And I'm like, I don't know where all these people are coming from, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, sorry, I sidetracked. Uh, yeah, but it's an interesting thing that I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that you talked about it. Now, on to you. Yes. What do you have us for uh, Today. 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 In the so, nerd world. In the new nerd world. The nerd, nerd and nude worlds. Um, so mine is a little bit more typical of a thing to talk about. Uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about some of the cursed movie sets. Um, because... You know, I mean, and this this uh, the stuff that I found on Google. There's even there's so there's so many. Yes, Google is my resource. Don't mm-hmm. judge me. Um, we find things. Yeah, I I did check on multiple different websites. Don't don't stone me quite yet. Um, but um, there there are so many different ones to choose from so i went with like the most gruesome most talked about and well-known one that was on here 
but it doesn't seem to be talked about recently. Like, I had never even heard of it until I looked it up. So I was quite interested in this one. This movie is called The Omen. Mm. I have not seen the movie myself, but this movie sounds creepy as all heck. It's intense. Like, I haven't even watched it all the way through, but I think that's because I started it late at night and I sort of just, like, it's like, all right, I need to go to bed, and this is one movie where I feel like I need to properly enjoy it, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, but, so I am on a website called, the, like, the move, the thing keeps changing, Life Daily, Film Daily, and then it, News Daily is what it's changing to, but, you know, anyway, it's about the omen. Um... Cursed movie sets are nothing new, but one film takes the cake for being truly cursed. In 1975, lives were changed forever when The Omen started production in London. Trying to replicate the success just seen by The Exorcist, producer Harvey Bernhard thought this would be easy money, if only he knew what the future had in store for him and his entire cast and crew. The Omen is regarded as the most cursed film set in history, and it's no surprise why. With the crazy circumstances surrounding the accidents on set, maybe, oh, maybe Bernard should have listened to The Omen's creator, Robert, Robert Munger, when he said the film would be cursed. Let's dive into exactly what happened on this crazy set. So, and there are, there are a lot of things in here that uh that did happen one of the the first things that was on here is um the i'm just gonna i'm, I'm reading a lot of it i'm sorry but um obviously we remember the iconic cemetery scene where greg peck is running away from vicious dogs to make it look convincing a stunt man was used covered up in plenty of protective clothing to save him but as they were filming the scene the rottweiler rottweilers not only bit through the stuntman's protective gear but also wouldn't stop when told to do so by their trainer on the more hairier side of things the trainer responsible for the baboon that that attack damien and his mother died the day after filming that scene while his death while his death was involving a tiger and nothing to do with the omen people say the curse is what truly killed him so I saw a few different things. Um, it said I saw a few that said a tiger. I saw a few that said a lion. Either way, that guy was mauled to death, and mm. that is not a pretty way to go. No. Um, inc- then lightning from the gods, just like the lightning strike on the Passion of the Christ, God was to blame for it. Except this time, there were three times the. Cr- Three times the crew was praying to God over lightning. On three completely separate occasions, lightning struck planes carrying cast and crew members. This one says thankfully no accidents resulted from these strikes, but I saw multiple different ones that said that some of the actors uh, actually died in some of these incidents. And I was pretty certain that they had... um, Because... Because this was, like, the only one that said, but it was a close call, but nobody actually died. 
But there were several actors that passed away because of these lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, not all three of them, but um, it was, I think it was only on one of them that ac- that people actually died. But, you know, that's just a source material thing. I don't actually know for certain myself. Um, Especially cool. with just multiple stories and with how long ago it happened yeah it's really uh it was i i had to look all this stuff up like last night so it wasn't like i had a whole bunch of time to go through and search up each individual person and how they died Mm -hmm. and but i would have if i did have that time but you know like i said life's been crazy Mm -hmm. so um then there was um bombings that happened with these people uh, while technically this isn't part of the Omen curse, the fact that the cast and crew survived not one but two bombings doesn't seem like a coincidence. Yeah. Um, then the there is the one of the most popular ones from this one is the decapitated decapitated in car incident. Um, arguably the most creepy accident out of all of the. Out of all, the Omen curse is the... I'm sorry, I'm bad at reading. Arguably the most creepy accident out of all the Omen curses is the decapitation scene, but that not only happens in the film, but it happened to special effects designer John Richardson while working on another film. He was with his wife, Liz Moore, where the, where the two got into a head-on collision. While Richardson was knocked unconscious but survived, Moore was decapitated when a tire went flying through the window. When he came to, Richardson realized how eerily related the accident was to the one in the omen. To top it all off, Richardson also claims he saw a sign on the side of the road saying the town of Omen was 66.6 kilometers away. Mm. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, these weren't things that happened on set. But for this many things to happen to one casting crew. Yeah. You, no. Like, I mean, it'd be different if they were just like, oh, well, I think this is haunted because of this little thing. People died. <laughs> like, in specific ways that resulted, like, that related to the actual movie yeah. as well. Like, if it was more random and everything, then okay, you can you can play it off. But when it goes to just it relates to specific things in the movie, mm-hmm. like it's hard to ignore that. Alright, I have I have one more that I want to talk about here, but it's okay. it's uh, loading. Give it a second. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's just there's so many because there are a lot of ooh this set is haunted and ooh this set is haunted. And, yeah. Um, you know, Hollywood itself at this point is haunted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just everything that happens there. Um. But, yeah, it just, uh, there are so many different inexplicable things that go on, and so it's, it can be crazy 
like, uh, I, it, I thought it was funny. Um, one of my favorite directors, when they moved into their new theater, uh, he was like, someone was talking to him about theater ghosts, and he was like, not this one. And they were like, why? And he's like, it's an old church. And we did that on purpose. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, well, it depends on what superstition you're going off of, because in some of them, churches are more haunted than other places. Yeah. <laughs> um, they certainly are creepy at times. Yeah. I But it doesn't, like, seem ever like that places, except for maybe when you're, like, really alone. But that's just, like, an in-general thing. Sometimes it feels like that. Anyway, now I can move on to my next thing because it finally loaded. <gasps> my slow phone. Um, the Possession. So, The Possession is known because uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it. And it's about this um, little girl who gets this box at a yard sale. And... There's yeah. a lot to it. <laughs> the box is... You don't open the box. Yeah, you don't open the box because it contains pretty much... A demon. A demon within it that's also linked to a lot of its stuff. It's yeah. attached itself to those items in the box. And if you are near one of these boxes when they open, because they are real things, because this is based off of a real story, mm-hmm. uh, you do not do not take the stuff out of it and put it on or you know put it in a personal place like in your room you don't put it up above your bed or any of these things this girl in particular she took out a ring and put it on her finger Mm. oh bad 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 no Mm. (laughs) i was sitting there watching this and i'm just like she did not just do that Yeah, Mason's like, yeah. But to be fair, this girl is like 12, 13-ish. Yeah. We all want to say that if we found something like that, we wouldn't mess with it. But we would. We 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 honestly more than likely would just because our brain is super curious and that's the bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah... I mean, I also have a problem where I'm like, ooh, closed box. I want to know what's, what's inside. inside. I do that a lot. I've, like, there have been several times where I'll be in other people's houses and I'm saying they're like, do not, do not open other people's stuff without asking. And then I get in there and I see a closed box and I'm like, can I see what's inside of it, please? And then, you know, but then they'll be like, oh, it doesn't actually open. It's just there for decoration. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But, um, anyway, the possession. During the filming of, and this is on Screen Rant. um, During the filming of The Possession, a 2012 supernatural horror film directed by Ole Bornadel, Dahl, I'm terrible at names. I'm sorry. I'm butchering people's names. And produced by, in part, by Sam... Why are people's last names so weird? Raimi? Yeah. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Thank you. He's known for a lot of... He's one of the 
big yeah horror directors hi damsel um you want to be in a scary movie we just gotta find you someone named gretel and we'll be good i can be the witch and then i'll just keep you with me forever i won't cook you i'll just make you my pet yeah Um, (laughs) my cat i wouldn't anyway um some terrifying incidents occurred on set the movie parts of which, and this one is not nearly as bad, just so you guys know. It's not nearly as bad as The Omen. There's one thing in particular that I found interesting about this one. But um, anyway, moving on. The movie parts of which were filmed inside a former mental institution centers on a demonic possession of Emily and how her family and her sister responds to the crisis. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, known for his portraying of Negan on The Walking Dead, whoop, whoop, uh, told THR about some of the eerie moments during the film of the movie. Flor- fluorescent lights would explode mid-take, and cold bursts of wind would suddenly sweep over a closed set. He said, it always, it always happened in the middle of doing key scenes. The possession isn't the only horror, oh. Moving on, moving on, because that's talking about other ones, and I don't really want to get into that. Um, Morgan spoke of even more scary, scary onset incidents. The creepiest one being after the movie wrapped, after putting the props in storage in case reshoots were needed, the crew's storage unit burnt to the ground, and the fire department found no signs of arson or electrical causes. The imitation, the the imitation of the box, which in the movie contained the demonic spirit that possessed Emily, was among the items destroyed in the fire. The owners of the real box, the possession is based on a true story, offered to allow its use during the filming, but produce but the producer Sam was reportedly too spooked to, to take the offer, as was Morgan. I'm very skeptical, Morgan told THR, but not only would I not want the box around and to tempt fate, but there were enough weird things going on around our set that I've never seen happen on sets before. Director, The director, though, did utilize hundreds of authentic props in the form of, life, of live moths, while cursed films in Hollywood are nothing new, it certainly does give cause to wonder whether supernatural horror and possession movies are continually plagued for good reason, accentuating the scares in front of the camera by events that happened behind it as well. So, they did raise a good point at the very end of that that I would like to point out, poke more at, is... They do sometimes use authentic pieces, and so I'm. it makes you wonder if that's the whole reason why so many of those sets are haunted. Well, I mean, even for it, um, like, even if you don't believe in the supernatural, a lot of people are hard to deny that with... The dogs smell like fish. They were just on the porch, so they should. They smell like fish. Go! Maybe you're just craving fish. No, I am not. I smell it too. 
See, I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. Well, 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 okay, I would say you're not crazy, but I'm not in your head. Yeah. The voices in my head tell me you're not, but I can't be sure. Because you can't be sure that anything outside of your own perception of reality actually exists. Yes! We get it! Mm -hmm. Anyway, you were saying before we got interrupted. With the amount of noise and... I'll edit this out. You have to do it in the middle of our podcast. Yes. No. It's not like you're live. I will edit this out. Still. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Okay. Just okay. Um. So yeah. Even if people don't believe in the supernatural it's hard to deny the energy that's connected with a lot of things Mm -hmm. and whether because of some supernatural entity or just some freak force of nature like bad things still supposedly or even really happen to it so it's clinging to a lot of that bad energy with it which could cause a lot of things for it Mm -hmm. and it can make people even think of some things that are going along with it because they just get that sense of dread that is connected with those specific items or sets or stories with it it might also be, like, because um, we we see things and hear things all the time in our day-to-day lives, but we don't usually think about what it, you know, what it could be. We're usually like, oh, it was just, I'm sure it was just the wind or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But when you're actually hyper-focused on something like that, like you were saying, mm-hmm. it could bring a lot more of those things that you notice like into your perception like you can notice it more because you're actually thinking about it and you know i don't know that's that you know depends on like what we said before you think it to be true so many times eventually it becomes true yeah kind of yeah um so it's like it feels it feels like it's more real and like it exists there a little bit in the back of your mind. Simply, yes, I know you're about to say the whole percepting thing oh, I'm again. Just here. That's so rude to assume. <laughs> to assume. I'm assuming it of you. Um, he's he's the skeptic out of the group. Mm-hmm. Like him and I are. Shane and Ryan. Don't you agree? I do not believe in ghosts. Yeah. Boo. I believe they're I'm paranormal. Boo. Boo. I believe that aliens might exist. But demons but aren't but demons aren't real. Demons are real. That's not a planet. That is a separate realm of existence you're trying to convince people that exists. 
Okay. And then I'm the one who believes in that sort of things because I believe, like, some, a lot of things, probably, like, 95% of stuff can be debunked and has been debunked, but some things people have not been able to completely explain yeah. for it. And I think that's why. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that science is very similar to magic back in the olden times, where it's just our understanding of technology and science hasn't caught up to what we're actually seeing around us. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Because it, just because you can't explain it doesn't mean that it's magic. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have an explanation. And I'm not saying yeah. that it doesn't have an explanation. I just don't believe that explanation is demons. Yeah. Sometimes it's just easy to say it's because of the ghost. Yeah. I say it's, and then, it's funny. Uh, and then sometimes it's just easier to say that, oh, well, I'm sure I don't have an, that there is an explanation, but I don't know it when the explanation is staring you right in the face. Yeah. You know, it could go either way. It can. <laughs> But, um, you know, that is something for another podcast, because right now we're almost at an hour and a half. <laughs> like we said, it'll be much longer. Much longer. But, I mean, then again, an hour and a half is still, like, an average length yeah. of an episode. Yeah. An hour and a half of recorded content, not of what I'm cutting it down to be. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the first few minutes were him testing things, and he's still... And then, of course, him cleaning up <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. There's that. You None of you will actually hear what they are talking to, but it sounded like dishes down there. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. just talking to... At one point, I was holding the jar of pickles. The empty jar of pickles? Yeah. Yeah. Just hugging I, it. I just picked it up and it was just like, yep. Know, just... I like pickle jars. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we were talking. like a large amount of glass, and well, for some reason that's satisfying to have around. Yeah. And then we were talking about how we could fill it up and put fake eyes in there and a fake baby doll head in you there. You those and... fake eyes at uh, Michael's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you take a bunch of fake blood and you fill that in around it. We can't see through fake blood. Ah. <sighs> Well, that's why you water it down a little bit. You, what you do is you get Sprite. Oh, yeah? And then and then mix in some red dye. So ah, I see. I see. That is smart. I'll keep that in mind. Hmm. hmm. Anyway. Sponsor so- for today's video is Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, so we have... Yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff for us to talk to. I only talked about two sets. One of them that is really well known. One of them that isn't as well known. There are a lot of haunted sets. Like, of course, there's also the Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Where the set burned down. Yeah. There was, because I was even reading up on a few of them. There mm-hmm. was the Poltergeist, uh, the scene where, um, with the clown... Mm-hmm. And they actually made the clown so it imitates, you know, actually strangling someone. And it actually did start fully strangling someone oh, on no. it. Um, and then, of course, there's the, the little girl for the poltergeist that mm-hmm. died. 
not long after the movies, mm-hmm. but which people pull towards it being because of her being in the Poltergeist movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also malfunctions on the set of Annabelle and everything, specifically a light falling mm-hmm. on a janitor in the hallway. The interest in, the thing they found interesting about it was that was actually the scene, the same hallway where the demon was supposed to kill a janitor. So interesting. Yeah, th- it's like people find these things creepy and and then we're sitting here like that's cool (laughs) it's definitely interesting um i mean even if you don't believe in the supernatural i think that's why it makes people believe it's a, a supernatural occurrence from it because it ties so much in specific ways Mm-hmm. to the movies itself yeah like which with, just freaks people out yeah like with the decapitation scene in the omen that was like pretty dang specific yeah the decapitation and the mauling and of course with annabelle and the thing falling but i mean yeah i mean there are, there are a lot of different ones like Especially on on movie sets where it's based off of true stories. Yeah. Like, um... And I feel like that's also another thing I'll talk about, um, is, like, the difference between the actual story and the Hollywood adaptation. Yeah. Because a lot of people will point out, it's like, well, no, it didn't happen exactly like that. And it's like, that's the point. It's based off of a true true story story. it's not saying this is actually what happened because with hollywood you have to dramatize a lot of stuff to make it enjoyable for people and i feel like with some of the things and some of the things i will probably talk about i will potentially ruin the movies for people you're welcome yeah you're welcome (laughs) the way you think about the movie is wrong yeah and then I'll eventually start getting into some of, like, horror books. Yes. And uh, I'll leave the horror games to yes. you because I, will get the I, games. I am not as much of a gamer as I wish I was. But uh, I just don't have the time for it ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also don't have internet at my house. Excuse. I don't have... Okay. I live under a rock. I don't have internet at my house. Upgrade I only have one... I don't have the money for that. As you know, college in the future. Yeah. I'll have that stuff later in life. Yeah. And then I'll enjoy it more, too. And then I'll maybe even get to voice act some of those characters. (laughs) And then I'll come back and I'll be like, hello, do you remember me? And all of you will be like... No, who are you? <laughs> I'll be like, I was a part of your nude community for a full year and a half. It's like, I wasn't original. Yeah, yeah. I'm OG, thank you very much. The OG fans will remember. Yeah. No, they won't. It's okay. <laughs> I actually had a dream last night where we had like seven thousand downloads and of course on 
the website it shows me the you know the different information and like where people are listening from and the map was just full of dots and that made me so happy <laughs> that's cool just like yay seven thousand downloads all across the world <laughs> hi blake yeah that'll happen when you replace me no <laughs> You'll go. be a part of it. Go and everything. Go You'll on, be like... one of the reasons for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna get into some of that stuff as time goes on. Uh, I mean, there there really is a lot that we can talk yeah. about. I I'll probably get into eventually also some of like the uh, Halloween themed costumes and stuff, but not just like. You know, typical, typical costumes. I mean, like, the actual spooky ones. Uh, and haunted houses. Oh, yes. I'm so excited for the haunted houses. Haunted houses! And the Halloween theme. And the Halloween-themed escape rooms. And all of the things. Yay! It's exciting. I am excited. Oh, you're fine, Jane. You're fine. Come here. I'm even already wearing my Halloween-themed Black Butler shirt. And I have my It shirt on it. It has balloons. And And for the first time ever, all three of us, including our editor, we are all wearing pants. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) But we're wearing jeans. He's wearing slacks. Slacks. Excuse you, these are pants. Pants. They're pumps. And they have pockets. Pockets. Guess what? Pockets. Mine does too. Because these are dude Can you scratch your Mine balls does not. with your pocket? I don't have balls. Except on my chest. Uh, then the answer is no. I'm scratching my balls. <laughs> And I'm going to pretend that the last, you know, 30 seconds of this conversation did not happen. Mine are bigger than yours, and now I'm a This is what happens with our... Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So I think that's a good place to wrap up for today. Yes. <laughs> um... But we are very excited for the spooky season. The spooky season. It's exciting. We're going to be ghosts. Ghosts. We're going to be ghosts. 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 I'm looking at my purple sheet. Anyway, um, and that should be it for today. I hope you guys had fun, and whatever you want to say next, Ashley, I'm going to go take my nap now. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. But, yes, if you also don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Nerds of the Night. Feel free to ask any questions or anything. You can message us message us you can send us an email at nerds of the night 42 at gmail.com that is one word no special characters in it but yes and give us a, like a YouTube. 
Oh no! What's up, guys? It's Ashley with Nerds of the Night. <laughs> because that's it's a podcast. It's pretty much YouTube, but without video. Video. <laughs> also, you said we can ask any questions, right? Yes. Did you know that the sky doesn't actually have any color? It's just because of the reflection. No, the reflection. Did you know nothing actually has color? It's yeah. just the chemical composition of what the item that you are looking at reflecting a certain wavelength of light to your eyes. Nothing around you actually genuinely has color. Hmm. And I have been upstage. <laughs> just kidding. So colorblind people, you are normal. <laughs> yeah. That is what we get out of that. You are seeing things normally. Yeah. We're, we're the ones that are weird. We're trippy. Yeah, we're trippy. Right there. But yeah, give us a follow, give us a like, and everything. Download the episodes, whatever you want. And as always... Because I have to be overdramatic with the entrance and exit of everything. You. As always. You. Stay nerdy. We love you guys. We'll s- you'll hear us next time. Because you won't see us. Bye. Bye. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll get out of your chair now. Although this chair does feel like it holds power. Yeah, and I can bench press you, so get out of my chair. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because he can obviously bench press me. Well, yeah. I don't need to know about that, Ashley. I'm gonna... <laughs> that is purely a physical joke because she is asexual. Yeah.